welcome everyone back to Real Stories of Miracles and Hope. I'm your host Frank and we're back again with another video this time. As you can see, um, video wise, it looks better right there. There's more going on on the screen rather than just my face, right? Um, so at least you can see a little bit more of what we're planning to do here. Um, I'm definitely going to be reading some stories. Hopefully I can fit into depending on time because I don't want to constrain you to time. A, a lot of time spent on uh, on this because it's only the beginning of this show, right? So we want to make sure that we take care of time. Now, I do, I am planning to set up, so if you're listening to this uh, show, I am planning to set up a social media page probably today. So if you're listening to this, it wouldn't be today. Um, I'm thinking about releasing an episode probably once a week. Don't know exactly the day, but uh if you're listening to this, definitely check out the social media page. It should be up. Um, I'm going to do a Twitter and I'm going to do a Twitter and Facebook page. I would do uh, Instagram, but um, Instagram, I, I, I don't feel so much for because it's not really a platform that's known to actually interact with a lot of people yes you can dm people but I, I i'm not good at posting everything and on our other podcast my wife she actually posts things on the fgf podcast a god-loving podcast so i don't want to flood her with more stuff right uh so with that being said um facebook and twitter i want everybody that's listening if you have witnessed a miracle if you have experienced a miracle i would like you to share with our social media page send it to me uh via message uh, that way we can actually share these stories and give people hope and something to look forward to right so if you have experienced a miracle in your life or if there's something that gave you hope in your life that you wanted to share too like an uplifting story you can send it there and we can share it here on this platform for everyone else to hear and everyone else to receive, right? If that's in you to do so, God willing, right? But with that being said, um, we're looking, uh, we're going to be releasing another episode, uh, most likely Monday. Um, it, everything's kind of been delayed for the other podcast just because uh, we were sick recently, uh, and we're we're practically playing catch up right now. And I've been working on this podcast solo as well, so uh, a lot of things going on, right? So, with that being said, enough of this. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and read, uh, hopefully, two stories here today. Uh, this first one is. As you can see, if, if you're watching, you'll be able to see it here on the screen. And it's on GodUpdates.com. If I'm not mistaken, that's the name of the website. And the title says, 10-year-old twins pull lifeless dad from pool. Feel Jesus behind them as they go to save him. Now, I didn't read this story. I kind of skimmed through it a little bit just to kind of make sure that it was story worth reading. Um, and, and I'm not saying that. There aren't miracles that aren't worth reading. I think miracles are worth reading in general, but 
I, I am cautious of what I am sharing, making sure that God receives all the glory and things like that. So I want to make sure that God is involved in it. Right. Even though the the title says Jesus. Right. So, OK, let's go ahead and read this. And it was written by Mel Johnson on July 6th of 2023. So basically uh, this month, a pair of twins saved their dad when they find him unconscious in their swimming pool. And while many are calling Britain, Bryden and Christian Hassig heroes, the brave boys say it was all Jesus. Amen. He definitely gave the glory to God. Brad Hassig of Mountain Brook, Alabama, enjoys using his backyard swimming pool for reflection and time with the Lord. I like to do breathing exercises, Brad explained. It's peaceful and relaxing. I love being underwater, something I do all the time. I say the Lord's Prayer when I do this. It's kind of a meditation. But on this particular day, something went wrong. As Brad was doing his prayer, meditation underwater, he passed out. I don't remember finishing it, he said. Brad's twin boys, Bryden and Christian Hassig, were in the swimming pool too, along with their friend Sam Ebert. And Christian noticed something was off with his dad's usual meditation ritual. He usually sits kind of like he's meditating, Christian explained. I could see he was shaking a bunch, and then he just laid on his side. Since I had goggles on, I could see his face was turning very light blue. I told Bryden, Dad's not okay. It was at this point that the twins saved their dad with the help of their friend, Sam. Bryden and Sam immediately jumped in and dragged Brad to the steps, and the boys instantly knew it was up to them to save the unresponsive dad. And even though these kids had no emergency response training, God equipped them with everything they needed to save the day. Amen. I love that. God equipped them with everything they needed to save the day. Got to give the glory to the Lord. Christian took off to call for help. Meanwhile, with no prior CPR training, Bryden went to work on resusc uh, resuscitating his father, pulling from what he'd seen done in movies and on TV. Even though the 10-year-old had no idea what he was doing, he felt a divine presence guiding his actions. Amen. I felt like a voice caused because it wasn't them or Sam, Bryden recalled. I felt like a voice in my head, save your dad. Jesus put a hand on our shoulder and guided us through the whole part. Brad then began coughing up salt water, foam, and blood. And the twins knew just who to thank for the power to save their dad. I just had a moment where Jesus was standing right behind us the whole time, Bryden said. There's no way we should have been able to do that. The dad regained consciousness, and it shocked him to realize what had occurred. When I kind of came to, I'm coughing up blood and water, struggling to breathe, and there are people everywhere. My son was yelling, Daddy, Daddy, come back, Brad Hassig recalled. And just like that, the twins who saved him, this dad knows ex they experienced divine intervention that day. I mean, it's just emotions are just overwhelming you that your boys saved your life. 
he said, there's no way physically that they should have been able to do what they did. They hadn't had training to do what they did, to act as fast, to run as fast, as far, to know to flag down somebody, to call 911 while the other is doing CPR on you. I mean, it's a God thing. God's hand was all over it. Now, the family is working on getting official CPR and rescue training in case they should ever need it in the future. And Brad is just so thankful to his boys and to his Lord and Savior for the happy ending to a very scary situation. I love them, said Brad about his heroic twins. I'm very proud of them and grateful. I'll be grateful for the rest of my life. Wow. Tell me that wasn't a story. Listen, God's hands was definitely all over. And the fact that they were giving God all the glory is phenomenal. And I'm, I'm so happy to, to read something like this. It's amazing because even these children, they can feel God's presence. They heard God audibly. And not audibly, but they felt his presence on their back. Like, it, it, it just, it's mind-boggling. This is a miracle nonetheless. Think about it. Two twin boys, very young. They didn't have training. Clearly, the father said that they didn't have training. They didn't know what to do. It was God-driven. The situation was God-driven. This is a man of faith. This is a man that meditated. And to be very, very honest, I know that uh, some people may find it kind of weird that he that Brad would meditate in, in in the pool in the water while holding his breath but I'll be honest I personally when I go to the beach I like to meditate in the water too I like going to the deeper part of of, of the water I don't like to feel the the sand or the ground under me when I go to meditate I'll go to the deeper part of the water and I'll float and I'll meditate or I'll just stay in the water and I'll meditate and it's something that is soothing and it's like everything around you is just quiet so you have that like one-on-one -on -one, that that moment with God so I can understand why he does it just going underwater holding his breath everything is silent and just praying and that that kind of makes sense it's just scary that this situation had happened but God took care of it, and that what that's what God does. If you're giving yourself to Christ and and you're doing God's will and, and you love God, isn't God going to protect you? Isn't God going to save you? He used his kids. He used his kids to help him, to save him. There is no limit to what God can do and no limit to who God can use to help you in a situation and this is a this is this was truly a life or death situation think about it he he was turning blue he was light blue his son realized that he was turning light blue and then next thing you know they're taking they're taking their father out of out of the pool and i'll be honest with you i'm surprised because at the same time they're kids can you picture how heavy the dad was compared to to the children so that if they ain't God, I don't I don't know who it was. But um, here you have the photo of the father and the boys, and you and you can just tell, like they're, they're small, they're, they're pretty they're pretty small if you ask me. So the fact that they were able to get dad out, to not only get dad out, but to be guided by the Lord to help their father, to 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 
bring them back and resuscitate him and he be with us today is a blessing, is a miracle. Only God can do something like that. And that is the truth. But with that said, love the story. Amazing, amazing story. So I have another story here. This one is a little bit different. And this one is on the CBN website. Uh, so you can see the website here, www.cbn.com. And the thing, I do want to sit here and say this. I don't know how this podcast is going to go in the sense of how organized it's going to be. Um, I'm still going with the flow. But God knows how it's going to go. But I, I would love for people to send in uh, their own stories, their own miracles, their own hope, like a story that brought them hope and things like that, because it's not always about miracles. It's not always about healing. It's also about things that brought you hope, something that when you was down, God did for you or did that brought you hope in those moments of sadness and those moments that uh, you were down. And, and you felt like giving up and things like that because there's plenty of people that experience that and they need a story. They need something. They need a testimony shared with them that may help them and uplift them. And we're here. The Bible says, though, we are many. We are one body in Christ and we're brothers and sisters. So it's good to try to lift each other up. And I think that this is what this is going to do. It's going to help people that are going through situations that are that are going through trials and tribulations and they need to hear a, a story of a miracle. They need to hear a story of hope, something that's going to uplift them and, and get them going. Or if they're kind of slipping in and they're not praying as often, maybe a story changes that. Maybe a story brings a, another another level of hunger in their spirit, right? So I can see this do something and be something for somebody. And I know that your story may help someone matter of fact will help someone so um i'm looking forward to all of this so i have another story here and it says george abot uh appoint appointment with death canceled and i see rod thomas so i'm assuming he's the writer uh cbn.com okay so it says george abot woke up one morning with severe stomach pain I thought maybe it would go away, but it didn't go away, George said. I asked him, you know, well, what's wrong? His wife, Cheryl, remembered. And he said he was in such pain that he couldn't stand it. And for him to say that, I know that it's very bad. One thing I could say about at least me, I, I don't want to say all men, but I, I think majority of men, we don't like going to the doctors and we have pretty much a, a decent to high pain tolerance. Uh, I always say if I go to the doctors, it's because of my wife. And I thank my wife for that, because in reality, if it if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be going to the doctors. I, I don't like going to the doctors. I have a very high pain tolerance. So a lot of times I'm very dismissive of certain things. Uh, but my wife knows that when I'm in excruciating pain, when I tell her that I'm in pain, it's because it, it's serious. And she's the one that kind of pushes me to go to the hospital. So then it goes here and says, Cheryl rushed her husband to a nearby hospital. See, 
the 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 amazing part of having a wife a godly wife a wife knows her husband especially when we don't want to go well they found uh well they found gallbladder cancer george said this is a very rare form of cancer doctors performed emergency surgery to remove the cancerous gallbladder but there was more bad news when they did the surgery, the cancer had gone down into the liver bed, George said. And that, as you well know, basically the prognosis is that you're not going to live very long. Their family doctor, Dr. McQueen, who is also their friend, feared the worst. So they did surgery, removed the gallbladder, the cancer, and it just went somewhere else where it shouldn't have. And yeah, that's... I can I can only imagine this person and and the thoughts that that were going through his mind. His prognosis was poor, Dr. McQueen said, with the stage of the cancer being advanced. Once it had uh ooh, probably murdered this word but we're going to try it. M- metastasized met- metastasized I guess we're going to go with that. Once it had metastasized to another organ, it is classified as advanced stage uh, carcinoma. For George, his treatment options were limited. Not only were those options limited, the ones that were available to him in many cases will take your life. One thing about surgery, one thing about treatment, and I don't think uh, most people know this, but I I just want to take a moment to say this. A lot of times when you sign paperwork, when you're going into uh, surgery or something, a lot of people don't really pay attention to it or they don't listen to the doctors a lot of times. But there is either a slight possibility of death or something going wrong or something or the, they normally tell you what's the what's the percentage and what is the possibility of something going wrong and what can go wrong in a surgery or in some sort of treatment. So. I can only imagine in this case being something so serious, basically the risk that he would be taking for any type of treatment. Facing almost certain death, George got a second opinion. Same diagnosis, same prognosis, George said. The only difference was that this doctor was a little more positive and he said to me, we're going to operate. He also said, okay, this is in the upper part of the liver. But if I open him up and I find any cancer anywhere else in the liver, I'm just going to close him back up because then there will be nothing we can do, Cheryl said. I just thought I cannot lose my husband. At the surgeon's recommendation, George did not undergo chemotherapy or take any medication before surgery. Ultimately, he knew his fate was in God's hands. Amen. I want to I sit here and say this. Our life is in God's hands. One thing I I will sit here and say, and I've heard a lot of things and a lot of people say certain things, but this is this is how I take certain things. Right. It's God's will that we live. And God is the ultimate author in our life. Right. Well, we 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 have free will, but we're predestined. God knows everything. Right. So he knows what we're going to do before we do it and so on and so forth. If we're people that trust in God and believe in God, we have to understand that God, we're in God's hands, right? 
our life is in his hands. So if something, if we receive bad news, it can be scary. It can be terrifying. It could be whatever it is, but we have to dedicate ourselves to God and know that God has a plan and God has a purpose and God is doing something. Even if it means that we make it to the kingdom of God earlier than what we want it to. But the thing is, our life is in God's hand and God does everything with love and, and it's just, it's his choice at the end, right? So I love that he knew his fate was in God's hands. I know that God heals, George said. That's called faith. But I'm also a realist, and I know that the Bible says it's appointed once to die, and then the judgment. So I was ready to accept this, that if this is the time that God wanted to take me home, I was ready for that. Amen. And that's the mentality that we have to have. Listen, people of God, there's something powerful about understanding where you are in your relationship with God. God heals, yes, but if his will is for you to be with him, be prepared and be ready for that. There is nothing better than to be there. Yes, you have family. Yes, you may have children. Yes, there's a lot of things. But we have to think about the positive parts of it, the positive things. We have to think spiritually, godly. I'm not saying that it's not It's not something that you're not going to think about. You're, yeah, you're going to think about your family. You're going to think about your kids. You're going to think about everything that's going on and so on and so forth. But trust in the Lord and know that God is doing something and that if he takes you, he's going to take care of those that love you and that he loves as well. All right. As the surgery day approached, Cheryl prayed for God's help. Our church got together and had a prayer meeting and one of the ladies in the church or maybe more than one called the 700 club and asked for prayer for George, Cheryl said. As surgeons performed the procedure, Cheryl got a phone call. I got off the phone and I just started crying. The doctor said that his liver is perfectly normal, that there was no sign of cancer whatsoever. So we were just hugging each other and crying, he said. The doctor said it looked like a normal, healthy liver. God had taken the cancer and I don't know how he did it. I don't know whether he just made the cancer go away. I don't know if he gave me a new liver. It doesn't matter to me. All I know is God is a God of miracles and he healed me. George said, amen. They believe in prayer and they trust in the sovereignty of God. Dr. McQueen said, there is no medical treatment or explanation for that type of result. Absolutely miraculous. For the past two years, routine tests have shown the same results. No cancer. God really did heal, Cheryl said. I mean, when God does something, he does it right. Some people today say, well, miracles went out with the apostles. Well, I'm here to tell you that miracles did not go out with the apostles, that God is a God of miracles and he is a healer today, George said. He gave me a miracle, the miracle of life. Amen. I love that. People of God. There's people that believe that the things of the New Testament ended, that healing doesn't exist, that um, casting out demons and things like that doesn't exist, that uh, a true relationship with God, hearing God's voice and all these things 
don't exist. The Bible never said it stopped. The Bible never said it stopped. And one thing I want to sit here and say is, if the Bible lets us know that God is the same today, yesterday, uh, today, yesterday, and forever, right? Then things don't change. We only change. And a lot of us has, a lot of us have changed with time. We have grown accustomed to the ways of this world and the ways of the things that, that are told to us uh, and the things that we watch and things like that. But in reality, this was a man of faith. This man trusted in God, knew that God could heal him if that was his will. But he was also ready to die and go with his father, with his heavenly father. This shows us the amount of faith that this man has had, that this man has. And this showcases that miracles still occur and that God still moves and God still works. There is no healer better than him. There is no surgeon better than him. There is no doctor better than him. God is everything. He is almighty. He is all great. He is all powerful. Anything that we want that we ask that is in his will, he will comply with. He will give. As long as it's in his will and it is good and and. and and he agrees to it, it will happen. God healed me from my from my epilepsy. And I thought for a long time I wasn't going to be healed. So God still works to this day. And if you're going through something the same, trust in God. Trust in God. And, and one thing I'll sit here and say is how this man was ready. He, he says that he was ready to go listen god has a purpose god know what he's doing just be ready because if god is going to heal you he's going to heal you if he wants to take you he wants to take you there's a reason but be ready for when that time comes with all that said thank you everyone for listening to this episode again i guess this one went a little bit longer than I hoped, but uh, we got two stories in this time, and uh, it, personally, I enjoyed them. Hopefully, you enjoyed them. Uh, you enjoyed them. Uh, if you haven't checked out our other our other podcast, it's called the FGF Podcast, a God loving podcast. There, we talk about um, open. Con- we have open conversations about different types of topics, uh, tough topics, some topics that most people don't want to talk about and just, uh, conversations in general. Uh, we have plenty of episodes. I believe we have 14 episodes right now. So if you want to go ahead and listen to it, you can find it here on Spotify and you can listen to it everywhere else that you listen to your pod, that you listen to your podcast. All right. God bless everyone till next time.